Look out, here comes The Blitz, a podcast dedicated to covering all the local sports in Sumter, Lee, and Clarendon counties. A member of the Item Podcast Network, presented, as always, by SKF. SKF Sumter is a global world-class employer providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Welcome back to another episode of The Blitz. I'm Tim Leibel. After a week off for Thanksgiving, we're back with the story of two local basketball players facing off on a national stage. Just three years ago, C.J. Felder and Isaiah Moore shared the court at Sumter High. Duo dreamed of someday getting to play college basketball, maybe even against each other. Those dreams came true, and their paths finally crossed again on Monday. Moore stepped onto the basketball court in Connecticut with a St. John's jersey, while Felder hit that same court representing Boston College. This week on The Blitz, I talked to the Sumter duo about how they got to that moment, as well as the importance of that game for both themselves and the Sumter community. This is... Gamecocks meet again. CJ Felder and Isaiah Moore faced off at the collegiate level on Monday night, stepping onto the same court competitively for the first time since high school. Moore and St. John's University came away with a win over Felder and the Boston College Eagles. The Johnnies held off a late comeback attempt to cling to a 97-94 win, but to those in the know here in Sumter, the game was about more than a win or a loss. In a way, it represented this area's growing mark on the basketball world. To understand how important that game was, you also have to understand the long paths each player took to get to this moment. Moore is the older of the Gamecock duo. He graduated in the spring of 2018 without much recruiting attention. He ended up starting his career at the College of Charleston, but wasn't getting much playing time and didn't think the program was the right fit. Wanting to play again right away, he went the junior college route, heading to Pearl River Community College. Moore and the Wildcats went on to play an undefeated regular season and were the top-ranked junior college team in the country when the coronavirus pandemic hit, and their bid for a national championship ended abruptly. But that success at Pearl River got the attention of some major college programs, and more ended up in the Big East at St. John's. Oh, it's been a journey. It's, oh my God. I, me, my parents, and my brother still have talks about it. Like, wow, Jay, like, you're really at St. John's and nobody expected it. Like, it's been a, it's been a grind. It's been a uphill battle since leaving Charleston, you know, not playing my freshman year. Then going to junior college, then coming so nobody expected me to go to a high major out of junior college. And, you know, my dad was just saying, like, live in the moment. Like, even though I may not, you know, be playing, you know, the way I want to play, you know, my team is winning. And, you know, you still at, you know, St. John's University. After, you know, all you've been through, you still made it to a high major college. So I feel like my journey has been, it's been a book that nobody can write with me. Moore said the one person that helped him through the ups and downs of playing at three different schools was his stepfather and Sumter High coach, Sean Jones. He learned that his basketball journey was a process and that he just had to keep betting on himself. And get aggravated that he still say because but it's, he knows, I know he's right. So it's like, I just, yes, sir, but he always tell me it's a process. And he's probably been saying the word process to me since I could 
it's a part of when he first came into my life, he probably always saying it's a process, process. And I mean, I guess my basketball journey has been a overtime kind of thing. I've always been in it for the long haul. Felder had a more direct path to college basketball, but it wasn't exactly a perfectly straight line. He was a year behind Moritz Sumter and signed to play at Boston College before his senior season started. That early signing proved to be a good security blanket as Felder tore his labrum and missed the second half of his final year as a Gamecock. The drive to fight back from that injury taught Felder a lot of life lessons. Most importantly, not to take anything for granted. It was definitely a, a unique challenge for me, something I never thought that I would be in a position of as far as, like, you know, coming off an injury like that. But I definitely think that it's helped, it's helped kind of shape me and the way I play and my mentality. Like, I don't let the injury stop me from doing any, anything mentally or physically, but I appreciate the injury in, like, the sense of not everything is granted in life. So you might as well just give it all you ha- all you got while you can. Felder was still able to join his teammates at Boston College right away, but he wasn't cleared for contact over the summer. That meant he wasn't able to scrimmage with his teammates until the school year started. When I first came, when we first got here, my freshman year in the summer, I was able to do like every drill and stuff like that with the team. So I was able to do all of that, but when... It turned into like live play and scrimmages and five on five stuff like that. That I was limited. I couldn't play. I couldn't do any of that until we came back a little bit more and like during the school semester. So the whole summer, I just couldn't do basically any contact whatsoever. Felder fought through the injury and became the youngest player in college basketball last year. He was the first 17 year old to appear in an ACC game since the 80s and carved out a spot in the rotation. He averaged just under six points a game as a freshman and was looking forward to an offseason of improvement when the coronavirus pandemic hit, wiping out his offseason with the team. At first, it was kind of complicated because not too many people knew much of anything at the time. So, but once we, as time went by and we gathered more information, I give credit to the Boston College staff and Boston College in general and NCAA basketball because we now we have that working system and it works great for me. So I, I don't have to I don't have any complaints. It's definitely a crazy, a crazy feeling and just having like get your information from Twitter and what and whatnot. But it also got to stay patient and be understanding because just as just as us players don't know much of what's going on. There's been it was times where the coaches and people at even higher levels didn't know what was going on either because we're in such a such a place in the world we've never really been before. Moore was also heavily affected by the pandemic. Joining a new team with a new playing style is already tough, but it's even more difficult when you lose most of your offseason with your teammates. Moore adjusted by spending time on the court on his own getting some help from his parents as he trained to make the jump to St. John's. Yeah, yeah it, it was a wacky four months. It was weird, but we, we made do with COVID and all that. It was just a weird four months. But we made do. We stayed in the gym. 
it was just weird though because the protocols were a little bit different they were masks when we did everything you know so it was just different but it's it's adjustable we adjust to it as we go on the fly with all the work i put in with my dad and mom and stuff over quarantine and stuff you know it's still it's still basketball at the end of the day no matter if you with your team working out or away from them you know individual you know skills sets and stuff can you know kind of take care of some of those things on the court all of those challenges led to monday night an early season matchup between st john's and boston college more city couldn't help but joke around with felder when they met at the free throw line Man, me and him couldn't stop missing each other at the free throw line. It's crazy. Like, we laughed about playing each other in high school. But yeah, she got to do it last night. It was, it was crazy. You know, we heard after the game. It was, it was a surreal experience. He had to play my whole teammate. It was, it was a good experience. Felder tried to block out some of those jokes, and it seemed to work. Felder scored a career-high 18 points despite the distraction of a friend on the opposing team. I'm just trying to beat every team I go out and face every night as bad as I can, really. Like, that's just my mentality approach the game, the kind of take-no-prisons mentality. But then also having, you know, as you said, a friend on the other side that I've played with, well, on the court, my mentality is also no, no friends if they're not on my team. So him, playing with him, and having known him just kind of added an extra fire for me because this is, that's just the way I approach the game. So, While Felder won the scoring battle, Moore got the win. The elder Gamecock was more than happy to settle for seven points to get the W. Of course, I told him I wanted bragging rights. I just wanted the W. I told him I just wanted bragging rights. The game was also a surreal moment for Jones, who coached Felder since he was a freshman at Sumter while helping to raise Moore. experience watching those two guys you know from you know watching both of them grow from you know Calvin his freshman year actually saw him a little bit in his eighth grade year and just watching Isaiah from you know since we and him since he was you know age about six and you know watching both of those guys get you know play somewhere where they're you know on the national stage um that was very amazing Morenfelder also realized that this matchup has a chance to be more important than two friends meeting on the basketball court. They know that a younger generation of Sumter basketball players saw that game and saw an example to follow. Um, last night I told him, like, he's bigger than us. Like, we, that game right here, like, that game alone had three South Carolina kids in it. And I told him, after this game, we really... We put the city on notice. Like, South Carolina is a state that produces good basketball players at a high major level. And last night, I feel like we showcased that on, I mean, ESPN. Like, it'll be pretty much bigger than that. We, As far as playing on that college court with someone else with something high, especially on this level, it's just, it's kind of amazing, really, because you don't really hear too many players from something basketball wise that made it to this level and right there we have two that actually played together at the same time and now we're both playing against each other on such a high college level it's just i think it's just showing that something has a lot a lot to show and we have a lot coming from that area
Of course, there's one other guy from Sumter that has helped put the city on the basketball map the last few seasons. Crestwood loved and John Morant's dynamic play took the NBA by storm after he was drafted second overall by the Memphis Grizzlies. His quick speed and highlight dunks helped earn him Rookie of the Year honors and let people know that kids from Sumter can play ball. Felder remembered his days growing up with Morant and is happy to follow in his footsteps as a Sumter player trying to make a name for himself. Ja is definitely a big inspiration in the Sumter area because he he's broken down doors and showed that it's really possible for us to get there and do that if we really put in the work. And with Ja, I've known him kind of a, a great part of my life. We played church league ever since together, ever since I was like, I want to say like seven, maybe six, seven, something like that in the area. A young age, I've been playing with them, and then I played against them in the high school with something high versus Crestwood. And then when he went to Murray State, I was being recruited by Murray State. I went there, hung out with him. He was my chaperone. That's not the right word, but that's the only word I can think of right now. He was my chaperone there, whatnot. So I know him pretty well. Moore didn't grow up with Morant but did play against him in high school. He's also very quick to mention his personal record against the NBA's Rookie of the Year. No, not growing up, just played against him in high school. And make sure you put him, he's never beat us in high school. Ja has never beat us. He's never beat somewhere in high school. Make sure you put that in, he's never beat us. But he also recognizes that Morant and Zion Williamson put South Carolina on the basketball map. He just wants to do his part in keeping it there. Yeah, we were just talking about that job. Morant and Zion really put South Carolina on the map even more when they went one and two in the draft. But yeah, that that really, you know, gave people an eye open to South Carolina. Like, oh, those kids have talent. So I believe now all we're trying to do as the younger generation is just keep it going. You know, keep our name on the map. Felder knows that a younger generation will look up to guys like him and more. And it's a responsibility he takes seriously. I mean, I take it to heart. I, I just, yeah, I take it to heart, and I feel like if I feel like I've set a pretty good example of what it takes to get, what it takes to get to the place I'm at now. Even though there's still a lot more I want to accomplish, because. I interact with, I've interacted with a lot of up-and-coming basketball players in the area, a lot of kids there. They, a lot of them know me, I know a lot of them. And a good bit of them has even worked out with me from time to time. So I just, I, I think, I, I expect a lot from the kids in the area because I know what they're capable of and I know their, their hunger and I know what they have to look up for in the basketball world from that area as well. That'll do it for this week's episode of The Blitz. Be sure to tune in next week as we continue to tell local sports stories. For Studio Sumter and the Sumter Item Podcast Network, I'm Tim Leibel. Thanks for listening. The Blitz, as well as all of the podcasts from the Sumter Item and Studio Sumter are brought to you by SKF Sumter. SKF Sumter is a global, world-class employer providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. 
SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com.